at 8.28 on Saturday night in New York City, October the 9th. Maria Ambrosio's family and friends mourned her loss. She had been run down by a deranged homeless man who had earlier barged into a home, terrorized an elderly woman, smashed most of her belongings, and then ran out on the street. At 6th Avenue, he then grabbed the lady's cell phone, pushing her to the pavement, and then running for 41st and 6th Avenue, he runs into Maria Ambrosio, the 58-year-old nurse from the Philippines. She was taken off light support at Bellevue at 8.28 Saturday evening. Ambrosius nurse talking, uh, her, her friend rather, talking to members of the media outside Bellevue Hospital here in New York City. For a more longer talk on it and what his plans are, the Guardian Angels founder and uh, head of the uh, street group that has been working with homeless people who are emotionally disturbed persons or who are criminals who engage in activities and actions that lead to violence against people in the city of New York, spoke to us earlier, Curtis Lewa. Here is an exclusive interview with Curtis on the death of a nurse who was caring for others in New Jersey, but run down by a person who had no care for anything except trying to get what he could out of innocent victims on the streets of New York. So you were, you were talking about these previous uh, incidents that are very similar, uh, the woman from Burma and her son. Could you uh, go over that again uh, quickly, sir? Yeah, probably the most egregious of the many crimes committed against Asians and Southeast Asians uh, ever since the lockdown and the pandemic. A few months ago, there was a woman who had come here from Burma. Uh, she was uh, climbing the steps at the train station at Canal and Broadway, subway station. Uh, an African-American came up, tried to swipe uh, the... Uh, backpack from the sun and in doing so ended up dragging the woman down the steps 
she banged her head a number of times on the steps, uh, began to hemorrhage, was transported to Bellevue in the ICU, uh, and then within days, uh, she uh, was removed from life support. Huge story. New York Times did another story a few weeks later about the ordeal the family went through and the fact that they received no help. Uh, the only individuals involved in this case were the guardian angels. We not only gave out uh, flyers, warning flyers, with the uh, suspect's uh, actual picture on it, because I knew who he was. He had lived, resided in a homeless shelter in Harlem a year before, but still, uh, there is no suspect caught. Guardian Angels put up a $20,000 reward. In addition, Phil Wong, who represents a number of Asian American organizations in Queens, uh, put up an additional 10000 That made a total of $30,000. And there were no uh, protests. There were no vigils. There were no marches. Um, the moment that Andrew Yang had been... Uh, had stepped out of the Democratic primary, it's almost as if the entire political process forgot uh, that these attacks on Asians continue uh, at a horrible rate. And now we have this recent case. Uh, imagine a woman comes in from Bayonne, a nurse. Uh, she survived uh, the coronavirus situation, which took so many healthcare workers. He's going to the consulate with a friend to do some paperwork. Afterwards, they go for lunch. She's in the Times Square area, which has been a scene of violent crime. And unbeknownst to her, an African-American homeless guy, emotionally disturbed, is in the process of snatching a phone, a cell phone from someone else. And in his haste to get away, tramples her, knocking her unconscious. Uh, the next thing you know, she's uh, uh, in hospital on life support. And uh, then they decide uh, to uh, pull the plug because she is not going to be able to recover. Uh, so our city does nothing. Uh, the emotionally disturbed persons uh, who I uh, am most associated with, because I know so many of them from years of work as a guardian angel, are these lost souls who are forced to roam the streets and subways and parks and live in them. They're a danger to themselves and everyone else because they're not in mental health care hospitals. They're not receiving their regular medication that can normalize them. And as a result, they are everywhere and spontaneously might have a psychotic disordered reaction uh, that is a, 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 makes them a menace to society. So I think it's incumbent upon our officials responsible for this, for defunding the police, making them weaker, for removing the mental health uh, sick individuals uh, from their beds in state and municipal hospitals and private hospitals uh, at the height of the lockdown and pandemic. Everybody understands that had to be done because they needed the beds. We didn't have enough beds. But there was never an attempt to go out and retrieve them and bring them back for continued care, both in the state hospitals, the municipal hospitals, and the private hospitals. And as a result of this, we have a horrible problem. 
the mayor and his wife created a program five years ago called Thrive that was supposed to deal with the emotionally disturbed persons. It has spent one and a quarter billion dollars and we have not seen any results. So I think uh, with the death of this uh, Filipino who came to America for a better life, who is helping us, uh, as so many Filipinos do in our healthcare industry, uh, I can testify to that when I was shot five times on June 19th in 1992 with hollow point bullets on the orders of John Gotti Sr. to John Gotti Jr. to the Gambino crime family. I also was in intensive care in Bellevue uh, and uh, was uh, constantly 24 hours a day cared for by nurses who had come from the Philippines. And I think there are many other people uh, in America and especially in our tri-state area who have benefited from their expertise uh, and their specialties uh, that they bring to the field of nursing uh, into our many municipal and private hospitals. So I think it's incumbent upon us to go to the consulate, show empathy and sympathy for the family, obviously the victim who has passed on, but also apologize to the Filipino government because here it is, when you go to and from consulates or embassies or the United Nations, the whole idea is you should be able to do so freely without fearing being a victim of crime. And unfortunately, uh, nowadays in the city of New York, you don't have a safe corridor. Nobody is safe. And we mourn the loss of this woman, but more importantly, it is another uh, situation that has occurred that reminds all of us that we have to get these emotionally disturbed persons off the streets. We have to get them into mental health care hospitals. We have to get them medicated. Andrew Yang brought that up in the Democratic primary, and he was chastised by his fellow Democrats as being insensitive, and yet he was correct. Uh, and I've made that a main platform of my campaign in this general election to become the next mayor of the city of New York. Uh, but clearly the city is not setting a good example, and everybody, whether they happen to be born and raised in America, uh, tourist visitors, or immigrants who've come to America uh, face the same dangers. You mentioned once uh, in an interview uh, recently, I think just during the, before the primaries, you called Times Square the gateway to the world, and the world sees us uh, every New Year's Eve. Uh, for that to happen at that point for Maria Ambrosio and her family, her brother, who is also, I believe, in, in the healthcare industry, Carlito, is here. Do you have a message for Carlito and... Uh, and Maria's family personally that, that uh, you'd like to say right now? Oh, yes. As a first, as a New Yorker, uh, I apologize for our lack of providing public safety and caring for the emotionally disturbed. As the leader of the worldwide group, the Guardian Angels, that also has a chapter in the Philippines, uh, it emphasizes why civilians non-governmental employees must volunteer and get involved because government is failing to do so. And that as mayor, I will make sure that these kinds of crimes no longer occur by refunding the police so we have more than enough police officers out there to protect people. But most importantly, removing the emotionally disturbed from the subways, from the streets, from the parks, uh, 
getting them a psych observation and then keeping them for 90 days pending commitment. So within 90 days, if they haven't normalized, maybe with the use of medicine that they were on or just the fact that they were off the streets and now they can sort of rehabilitate themselves, uh, they can be kept in a mental health care facility until their problem is remedied. As it stands now, uh, they roam the streets, they're a danger to themselves and everyone else, and uh, we are responsible for that. We can't blame the emotionally disturbed persons, especially if it's been diagnosed in them, uh, and all of a sudden they're not in a health, mental health care facility and not receiving their medicine. That's, that's the fault of us. That's the fault of society. And uh, the one thing uh, I bring to this run for the mayoralty is compassion. That's what we have to have for these lost souls. Uh, and the most important reason why to have it for the lost souls to help them is that it helps ourselves. It creates a much better quality of life, a safer quality of life, and not one in which you randomly see people indiscriminately who are attacked and unfortunately are either seriously injured or, in this case, they pass away. Well, I want to thank you, uh, Curtis, for uh, that, uh, Mr. Siwa. Is there anything else you'd like to add? Yeah, I can guarantee you that uh, our mayor, Bill de Blasio, will say little, if anything, about this. We'll probably do no outreach to the family and friends, to consulate members, nor will probably any other elected officials who should be embarrassed by this. Really, it's a black eye. Times Square is the gateway to the world. It is what people think about when they think about New York City. Nowadays, with our modern technology, you see more streaming uh, video from Times Square than any other part of the city. People love to go there. They love to take photographs. They love to take videos. They love to socially network. It showcases the city. But of late, it seems every time that Times Square is in a story. It's not for something happening in the entertainment world or Broadway or some new innovation that's uh, uh, sort of been brought in for the entertainment of visitors and for residents. It's all about crime. Somebody's been shot. Somebody's been stabbed. Somebody's been raped. Somebody's been molested. Somebody's been killed. And uh, that's something that has to be corrected because if people feel that when they come to Times Square that they are unsafe uh, in due time with all the options that are available now that the pandemic and the lockdown is slowly being brought under control. They'll have other options of where they want to go. And it may not be that Times Square remains the gateway to the world.